Welcome to the Nicodemus Podcast. Here we discuss the deeper things of God that your everyday Christian wonders about, but may not have anyone who will discuss it with them. We will discuss what a relationship on a deeper personal level looks like, while also maintaining the practicality of being an everyday Christian with an everyday life. Welcome back to the Nicodemus Podcast. This is Season 3, Episode 3, and today we're going to be talking about uh, faith and relationship. I'm your host today, Colton Edmondson, joined as always by Aaron Paris and Colton McCoy. And uh, Colton, I think you're praying. Yes. <clears throat> Father, I, I thank you for this podcast. Lord, I just ask that the words that you've given us, that we are able to communicate them just how you would want us to communicate these people. And I thank you that, that this podcast reaches those that it needs to reach, and it's a help to bring a light and to a new way of looking at your word and just how awesome and how good of a God that you really are. And Lord, we always thank you for everything that you do and all the things that you're going to do in our lives. And in your name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, guys. So uh, the last couple of weeks, you've seen us do segments at the beginning of the episodes, and we're interchanging different ones. But today, just like last week, we're going to open up with a question because this question is going to be a great segue right into uh, what our topic is going to be today. And so the question that we have today from one of our listeners is, what does an intimate relationship with the Father look like to you, and how do you personally work on building that? Do you have any advice on building that relationship? So, uh, Aaron, we'll start with you. Well, thanks for the heads up that I was going first. So, um, uh, this is another one of those topics that I, I love. Um, I started looking... Uh, I could tell the whole story behind it, but I, I'll just jump to this. And I started looking at the, the word faith and realized that faith and belief were not the same thing. And when I started looking at, at faith, I found that faith really was about a relationship with God. And if you have a relationship with God, you'll have faith. And and the Lord took me to that. And, and I started realizing that everywhere in the scripture that says faith, I could plug in relationship and it would tell me a whole lot. So with the question like, uh, what does a true intimate relationship with God look like? Um, first off, I would say, what does an intimate relationship with anyone look like? Mm. It, it means that I, I, I'll say it this way, like it, we're on first name basis. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not, I, I would not downgrade father that way. I don't mean it that way. But, but when you're on first name basis with somebody, that, that means something, um, and and so uh, it's almost like I'm on first name basis with him. It, it means that that my heartbeat and his heartbeat have the same rhythm. That I that I know that my desires have started being his desires because I want him. I want him so much. And um, so in the scripture, you'll you'll see these different places that it talks. That we see the word know, K N O W, and. And we looked that up in the Greek, and it's genosko, and that's an intimate knowledge, and it's and it's uh, the way that a man knows a wife. You'll you'll see that in the scripture. The man knew his wife, and that word "knew" there is that genosko is intimate. And when you see in the scripture where it says, uh, "Depart from me, you workers of iniquity, for I never knew you." That word "knew" there was genosko. I was never intimate with you. So Father is looking for that intimate. Now, what does that look like? What does this mean, and what does it look like? Um, it, it means that uh, I'm not just 
having a corporate relationship with him that when I'm with other people that love on him, I love on him. But it means that in my long time, I want to be with him. In my my time uh, uh, when I'm hurting, I want to be with him. It, It means that when I'm when I'm whatever's going on in my life, I just want to be with him mm-hmm. that, and, and not that I want to be, but that I am. And I recognize that I am. And I whisper to him and he whispers back and I t- that's an intimate relationship. And, and so, uh, the way, it, the way it looks is exactly the way you define it. It, it. it is you spending that time with him. Um, so the, the last part of that question was, how do I work on that? And um, and I'd say you work on it just like you work on any other type of relationship. Now, uh, being being that I, there is some some tips that are in the scripture. Uh, the scripture says, "Building yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost." And if we take what I said earlier about faith being relationship, so I'm building myself up on my most holy relationship by praying in the Holy Ghost. So spending some time praying in the Holy Ghost gives me some of that intimate time with Him. Mm-hmm. Anytime I'm talking to Him and then taking time to listen for Him to talk back, I'm working on that relationship. Um, just having, just just praying and never letting Him talk back is not working on a relationship. But wanting to know His heartbeat, reading the Scripture is a awesome start. But it's not just reading the Scripture. It, it it's understanding that he's talking and trying to figure out what he's saying to me. Yeah, that's good. Colton? Um, so, an intimate relationship, there's a lot of trust there in an intimate relationship. I, if I, if my wife tells me, hey, uh, I'm going to, when I come home from work, I'm going to bring you some Chick-fil-A or whatever. I know my wife. My wife does not lie. I know when she gets home, and when I get home, there will be Chick-fil-A waiting on me. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, when God tells me he's going to do something, I know he's going to do it. But in return, when I tell God, hey, when I get home from work today, God, I want to spend some time with you. I'm, I'm going to go in my prayer closet or I'm going to come and worship you. God knows my heart. And because I do that, he knows, hey, my son said he's coming to spend time with me. I know he's going to be there. But God's so good. Sometimes when I go, when I tell God that, and I, and I tell him just like that. Hey, I'm gonna come. I'm after work today. I'm I'm coming to spend some time with you today, um, and I spend time with him every day. But there's certain times where I have, I know I can set aside a long a long amount of time, at least an hour or more. And so when I go, and and I say I'm coming to spend time with you, he's already meeting me there. He's already ready. As soon as I step into mm-hmm. that, it's in, it's an instant thing. I don't have to wait around. Now there's sometimes I do wait on him because it is like Aaron said. I don't want to do all the praying and never give him a chance to talk. Because if I sit here and I'm with my wife and I just sit here and dominate and dominate and dominate uh, a conversation, I go on talking about from my day to blah, 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 blah. I don't give her any chance to respond to get to know, well, why did you act that way in that situation? Or why did that make you feel that way? She doesn't get time to know me because she doesn't get to ask questions about why I felt the way that I felt. The second part to that, to the question that was asked, is... What do you personally, how do you personally work on building that relationship? So I already gave an example of that really when I say I, I talk to God, I pray and then I talk to God and I'll ask God questions that I won't ask anybody else 
and I will wait until I get a response from him just so it's because it's, it's like an intimate thing just like you would ask your wife a question that you wouldn't ask anybody else mm-hmm. and you would hear her response I'll do that with God I'll ask him you know when when your word says this God what does that what does that really mean or you know God I said this the other day why was why did my why was my heart like that and I'll ask him those questions and I won't I won't bring that to my wife I won't bring that to my friends I won't bring that to my spiritual father I'll wait for for God himself to answer that question um, and then like I said then the example that I gave is I tell God hey I'm coming to meet you today and that's me building that relationship to let him know that I'm and God already knows if I'm coming or not he he does but I'm telling me telling him that and him being able to see that um, you know, it build a trust in that sense. You know, that to me builds it. And then it says, "Do you have any advice on building that relationship?" For me, if you, my advice to building that relationship is is, are you, are you really genuine? Want that relationship with God? And only you can answer that question. But there was a point in my life where I said I wanted that type of relationship, but I never put in the work to get that relationship. Until you start putting in the work, because God's God is a is a good God. He's not going to withhold Himself from you, or whatever. You just got to show Him that you're serious and you want a relationship with Him. You, I would ne- I would never have a relationship with Colton Evanson had I not gone and talked to him, or had he not gone and talked to me. We would never have a relationship because we would just know each other as strangers. We would see each other and stare at each other from across the room, and that, that that's all it ever is. We can't build nothing off of just looking at each other. You know what I'm saying? So talk to God. Pr- pray to him, talk to him, but honestly talk to him. Tony Howard is a guy that goes at our church. There was a time where he used to wake up in the morning and make two cups of coffees and sit one down for God and then sit one down for himself and have, have a time. I mean, as crazy as that sounds... He was building relationships there. He would go to Walmart, and before he would open his door, he would go to the passenger seat, passenger side, open the door, and invite God, the Holy, and the Holy Spirit to come with him, and then shut the door and get and drive, because he was inviting them into his everyday life, not just his mm-hmm. Sunday life, not just his when I'm around other Christian life, but his everyday life. That so was that, a that was a an action that he did to 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 teach himself or to remind himself. Of the reality of the relationship yes. with God, um, I I uh, I was thinking about um, the most common um, uh, chapter about faith in the in the whole Scripture, and, and that's Hebrews chapter eleven. It's often referred to as the as the Hall of Faith. Now, if you take what I, I'm telling you about faith being relationship, and I can I can help you with it. Uh, the the word uh, for faith is uh, pistos, and the word for uh, belief is pistoas. I may have those two swapped up, but either way, one of them is the root word of the other, and you find out that you get belief from faith. You don't have you don't have belief if, if you don't have faith. And in reality, I can't trust you if I don't know you. Yeah. And people say faith is trust. I can't trust you if I don't know you. So in reality. Faith is relationship. So if you take Hebrews chapter 11, starting the first verse, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. So I'm going to read this whole thing, but I, instead of reading the word faith, I'm going to say an intimate relationship with God. So now, 
The intimate relationship with God is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. That within itself is exciting. If I have a, an intimate relationship with him, everything I've ever wanted is in that. In other words, that's what that's saying. For by it, by what? This intimate relationship with God, the elders obtained a good report. Through this intimate relationship with God, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. For by this re intimate relationship with God, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it uh, he being dead yet speaketh. By this intimate relationship with God, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Verse 6, But without an intimate relationship with God, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now you could read on, and there's all kinds of things about faith or this intimate relationship with God. But as you read that, it, it should get you excited because you can see that that intimate relationship is literally what caused all of these awesome things to happen for all of these people that the, the this chapter called the elders the, these these people had this relationship with God, and they had the books written on them. The Bible was written about them. But, and you, Enoch was, uh, the scripture says he walked with God and was not, no more. Well, why? Because this relationship with God was so awesome. Abraham, God said, God said uh, you know, he, when he was ready to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, he couldn't do it without going and talking to his friend Abraham. With with Moses, he said he said, uh, if there's a, a prophet among you, I'll speak to him in dreams and visions. But this man Moses, I'll speak to him face to face. Why? Because they had the intimate relationship that God longs for us to have. So a cool thing to me is that Jesus came for us to for us to have an intimate relationship. When you look at the word, um, I'm going back to worship again, so I'm, I'm sorry, but when you look at the Hebrew definition of worship, which is Old Testament, and then you look at the Greek word definition for worship, they, they both mean the same thing, to bow down, to lay prostrate, but there's one key difference, and that is in the Greek, and that is that it's an intimate thing. It becomes an intimate thing, like a dog kissing the hand of his master, why and how? Because Jesus laid down his life for us so that we may have a more intimate. He, he, there's no longer a need for blood sacrifices. There's no longer a need for us to only priests can go into the presence of God one time a year. Now Jesus has rent the veil and he has paved the way for us to have an intimate relationship just as he had an intimate relationship. Jesus would have not been able to do anything that he did, all the signs, wonders, and miracles without knowing and spending time with his father. Amen. So, an intimate relationship with God. If you take Aaron's story that he just started to, uh, or he, he touched on part of it, which was God said, will I withhold 
this thing from my friend Abraham as he's as he's about to go as he's about to leave. For, he stopped by Abraham's, and then he's about to leave, and and as he's leaving, he says, "Would I would I withhold this from him?" I want to point out the next part to that story, and I believe that story is in Genesis twenty one. I think I could be wrong, but um, Abraham says to God, "God, what if you found fifty righteous people there?" And God says, well, if I found 50 righteous people, I wouldn't destroy it. And Abraham says, what if you found 45? If I found 45, I wouldn't destroy it. Well, what if you found 40? And Abraham goes all the way down to, y'all have to help me. Is it? It's either 10 or 5 Abraham goes all the way down to. And I believe, though, if Abraham would have went all the way down to one righteous person, that God would have spared it. Okay. My point in saying all that is that is what an intimate relationship looks like. Can you talk to God genuinely? Only you know this. Can you talk to God like you know Him? And an intimate relationship is not you knowing Him. It's you knowing you in Him, if that makes Mm, sense. That's good. Everybody that you ever meet, especially in the South, golly, everybody that you ever meet knows about God. Everybody that you're ever going to meet just about has heard some Bible verse. Everybody's got a granddad that was a pastor. I mean, that's in the Bible Belt here in Alabama. That is just how it is. But how many people really know who they are in God? How many people know how they are in the spirit realm? That's what an intimate relationship looks like. You do not wonder in an intimate relationship, if God's going to come through for you, like Colton talked about the Chick-fil-A. It is not a, Colton does not, if, if, if honesty tells Colton, I'm, I'm going to bring you a Chick-fil-A sandwich and a large Dr. Pepper and Chick-fil-A sauce. Colton does not spend the rest of the time before he gets home wondering, well, when I get home, is honesty going to have this? Or did she decide to give me a Coke? Or did she decide to get me a spicy chicken sandwich and not a regular? Or Polynesian song. An intimate relationship is a knowing. It is a deep knowing, like like Aaron said, about uh, referencing the man and the wife. And it is being able to just... Uh, it's so easy to use your natural relation, relationships because you know what it's like to talk to somebody who you really know. That's what it's like with God. And, and that is foreign. I keep harping on that because that is foreign to people. That is foreign to people. And and Colton touched on something earlier where he was talking about honoring what he told God, about telling God, God, when I get home, I'm going to spend some time with you. And knowing that God's going to show up, but knowing that Colton's going to show up, that's it. That's the relationship part. God already knows. You got to know it. your relationship with God through your whole life will be you proving it to yourself. Yeah. You're not proving it to God. You're proving it to you. And I just I just told somebody today, they were asking me some advice. I said, listen, what you need to do is you need to set aside time during every day, every day, to say, God, for the next 15 minutes. If you got to start with 15 minutes, start with 15 minutes. If you feel like you, you're so holy that you can do six hours, do six hours. But start wherever you're at. If you got to say, God, these next 10 minutes are yours then make those 10 minutes his. And and don't dominate the conversation. Let him talk. 
Um, well, that that's what an intimate relationship is to me: is you knowing you in the spirit, because God knows you, and you can you can know God, but do you know yourself? Um, what was the next part? How do you build? How do you build that? How, uh, how do you? How do any tips on building it? Um, yeah, how do you personally work on building that? How do I personally work on building it? I stay in constant prayer. I, uh, a lot of people might disagree. I don't know. I stay, for me personally, I stay in a constant prayer. All day I'm talking to God. It does not have to be about anything. It does not have to be about anything crazy. It does not have to be, uh, God, I need somebody to come pay my mortgage off. <laughs> It can just be, you know, uh, Lord, we're going to record tonight. I hope it goes good. Lord, help us help us clearly get out what we're trying to say. It's a conversation. Um, how did I get to where I am now? Is I, I started where I was just saying. I started setting aside time. And then my time grew and my time grew and my time grew until it got to where it was just 24-7. I wake up in the morning and I... And, the amount of times that you run the risk of getting interrupted with setting aside a definite time with as busy as people get. I'm not saying you don't. You need to do that. You need to set aside a definite time. But I'm saying an intimate relationship to me is being able to just... I don't have to tell Colton a week in advance. Hey, Colton, Tuesday at 4 o'clock, I'm going to call you for an hour. Me and Colton have a, a, and and this sounds weird for guys to say, but it genuinely is this way. Me and Colton have an intimate friendship. I know I can pick up the phone whenever, and I know Colton will be there for me whenever. That that is how God is. Um, So how did I build that? I spent time learning about him, and I spent time talking to him. That's Listen, there's all these tips and there's all these messages and there's all at the end of the day, how bad do you want to know God? That's what Colton said earlier. At the end of the day, how bad do you want to know God? That'll be where your relationship is. That'll be where your faith level is. I'm not saying any faith level is bad. I'm just saying, how bad do you want it? What was the last part of the question? Your advice on building that relationship. My advice is to, is to genuinely ask yourself, am I prepared to do what it takes to know God. Am I prepared to do what it takes to stay in relationship with God? It's easy to know about Him, but I'm saying, am I prepared to do what it takes to where when I go into that spare bedroom in my house and I and I say, Father, that I know He's there, that I know His presence is there, and as soon as I whisper His name, He's there. It, I don't. I don't even have to say anything, and He's there because He knows I'm coming in there for Him. Um, what what was the last? I said I said ask yourself how, how how do you have what it takes? Yeah. Sorry, I lost my train of thought there for a second. I I, it's got to cost you something. We talked about that with worship. I was just gonna it's say that. it's going to cost you something. You know how many friendships that I've had to give up for this relationship. You know how many things I've had to give up that I used to love to do that really now I look back and I'm like, well, that was good. I gave it up. But at the time, I didn't want to. But I gave it up because I wanted this. It, 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 uh, I'm sorry, this seems like it's gotten real heavy, but I'm just saying it takes something. 
it, it is not for the faint of heart. It's not for you to do everything you want to do. If you're doing everything you want to do and you come into that room, like I said, and you say, Father, you're not going to feel nothing. You're just going to be saying words. And I'm not saying God don't hear you. He hears you. But you don't know you. You don't have the confidence in yourself yet. If your heart condemns you, there's a scripture that says, if, a heart, if your heart condemns you, you're already condemned. And so... I just I just want to put that out there. The person asked, that asked this question is not somebody that doesn't have a relationship. I just want to say that. I'm not trying to harp on nobody. I don't have nobody in mind saying this. I'm just saying a relationship with God, it, it, do you want it or don't you? I mean, at the end of the day, that that's what it's about, really. There's there's no other little secrets to this, secrets to that. That's like asking somebody who's who's real big and buff how they got so big and buff. I guarantee you, somebody that's really big and buff ain't gonna tell you. Well, I eat chicken every day, and and I made sure my sleep. You know what they're gonna say? I got in the gym and I worked my butt off. I spent I spent hours cultivating this. That's what they're going to tell you. Anybody that's good at anything is going to tell you that same thing with God. So, sorry, I know that that seemed like I kind of went on a rant, but um, our our topic here is still faith and relationship, and all of this has been about that. Um, so, I don't know where we're at as far as our time limit, but any y'all got any more comments on this? Yeah, I want to add just one more thing. Um, pastor told the story one time. Pastor told the story one time where he. I think it was him. I'm not sure if it was him or he heard the story from the other guy, but this man walked up to this dude that was playing the guitar and he was like, Man, I just really love the way you play the guitar. I wish I wish I could play the guitar like you and the guy that was playing the guitar told him, No, you don't. Mm-hmm. He said, mm-hmm. No, you don't. Because if you did, if you really wanted that, then you would put in the hours that I put in. You would put in the money that it costs to buy a guitar. You would sacrifice your fingertips because anybody that plays the guitar knows that your fingertips mm-hmm. get red, they get callous, they hurt, the skin peels off of them. You would sacrifice your fingernails because you have to cut your fingernails in order to be able to play the strings. You would sacrifice everything that you had to to be able to play the guitar like me. But you just wish for, you just wish That's for good. it. You don't you don't really want it. You just wish for it. I for the longest time just wished for a relationship mm-hmm. that was like Charles Paris. Mm-hmm. I wish for that. God didn't call me to be Charles Paris. God did not call me to walk out the same way Charles Paris did. But he did call me to have a relationship with him. He did call me that if you want a relationship, there's things that God will do for me in my personal life that Charles Paris may have never experienced. Right, right. Not because, and if y'all, if y'all knew my pastor, y'all would know this literally is the best man in the world. But God, there's things that God is going to do for me mm-hmm. because I, and it'll just be for me. It'll just be things that it'll be a, a personal experience that nobody else has experienced before because I put in the time and effort. Just like I know that God has done things for Charles Paris that he won't do for anybody else. Not Not that he... Not that he wouldn't do it, but that specific thing is so, so personal. Mm-hmm. So, so personal to Charles that it's not, or to me, that nobody else could have that same experience because it's impossible. Because God has made, you. he made it personal with God, so God's making it personal with him. It's always going to be a sacrifice, but are you willing to let go of the things that bring you temporary happiness right now? or you And are you willing to pursue something that will give you eternal joy? 
because everybody loves to say that I got joy, but joy mm-hmm. doesn't fade. And I don't want to get off the, the topic here, but I, I had to learn in my life to let go of people because I just was outgrowing them. And it mm-hmm. and it sucked. It really did. It sucked because I, these people were friends and I enjoyed their company. But I, at the end of the day, I had to weigh it against everything that I knew. Was it worth me hanging on to them and not being able to grow deeper with God? And the answer was always no for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the um, the whole thing about the relationship is is you, you have exactly the amount of relationship with God that you want. Yeah, God, that's powerful. You have exactly that amount because He is always just as close as you want Him to be. Mm-hmm. So you have exactly the relationship that you want. And so sometimes that hurts us to think that way. And we're like, no, I want to be better. I say, I feel hurt right now. And I have a daggum good relationship with God. The thing is, um, for somebody that might be listening that don't know this, the people that come to church with us will know this. But like our pastor, he don't watch TV. He don't have a TV. And I've heard people say, well, I, I I might get rid of my TV because Pastor don't have a TV. If you're not pursuing like he's pursuing, you're just gonna be a guy without a TV. Yeah. You're and you're gonna, gonna fill and you're gonna fill that gap with something else. Yeah. You're gonna fill and yeah, exactly. You're you're gonna find something to do. You're just gonna be sitting in the dark for a minute, and then you're gonna say, "Well, this sucks. God's not here like Pastor says he's here." The thing is, it's pursuit. Take it like you take your wife. I also want to add this in, and then I'll I'll let you go, Colton. But the the fruit of the Spirit is the fruit of a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. Check that in your life. If those things are in your life, then you can say, hey, I have a relationship. There's always room to go deeper. But you can say, hey, I I have a relationship with God. If you're lacking on some of them, and I'm going to say this, a lot of people disagree with me. The Scripture says the fruit, fruit, singular, not plural. If you have one then you have to have the others. If you are missing one of those that are listed there in Galatians, if you're missing one of them, then you don't really have any of them. That's a tough pill to swallow. But if you're missing one, then you don't. You might feel like, oh, well, I have a little bit of patience. You just ain't been tested the right way yet. But if you know you don't have self-control, but you think, oh, I got patience, no, you don't. I'm, I'm telling you, your relationship's not there. Think of the fruit of seeing, um, let's just take uh, two teenagers that have fallen in, you know, young love for the first time. You can see it on them. You see two 18-year-old kids that have fallen in love for the first time, probably presumably with each other, of course. You can see it on them, how much, how bubbly they are, how just they can't, they they don't want to be apart. They're upset if they have to go to a family dinner and the other one can't come. You know, there's there's fruit of this. Now, some of that fruit's not always the best, but I'm just saying, you can tell. It's the same way in God. If somebody's really pursuing God, you can tell. You can see it on them. So, sorry, guys. I kind of cut you off, Aaron. Uh, can I, I'm sorry. Can I add this <laughs> I wanted to add this, but I don't want to feel like we're backtracking, but people will, when he was saying about Charles President have a TV and, and – um, People will say, I'm going to get rid of my TV. They will get rid of that TV and still watch Netflix on their phone. They'll find and, something. Mm-hmm. And they will worry, well, I got rid of my TV. What, what's the? Why am I not having that? 
Where's God? Where's God at? I got rid of the TV. You. They you, missed. They missed what the real ingredient was. Yes. They they missed the real ingredient. Cause cause the ingredient was instead of spending time feeding Suke, I took time to feed my Numa. And and so, for those that don't speak uh, Greek. Instead of feeding my soul, my mind, will, and emotions, the my me being bored, I took time to feed my spirit man, which is the one how I feed him is by spending time with God. Spirit man don't get fed any other way. So, so that's the main, the real ingredient. Which who are you feeding? And so his uh, pastor's relationship with God is because. He fed that relationship. He spent that time with God. Um, you can, you could go. So, so he, here's the thing. I don't think you're gonna find three guys that love the Lord, that love each other any more than the three of us. Mm-hmm. Amen. And um, so people could look and say, "Well, why do y'all? Why do y'all enjoy each other so much? Why? Why do y'all have such a good friendship?" And the reason we have a good friendship is we spend a lot of time around each other. Mm-hmm. And why do y'all spend a lot of time around each other? Because we found out that there's something that we all three have in common, and that's, that's that we love the Lord. We, we love the Lord. And so we we love Him, and we spend time with each other, and that has drawn us closer together. And so when you, when you come together, to looking at your relationship with God, because I'm just using my relationship with y'all as an example. Mm-hmm. When I'm looking at my relationship with God, I've got to, I've got to want that that time with Him and spend that time with Him and spend a lot of time with Him. It, it's been two years now that uh, that God has really been drawing the the, the two of us, uh, the the three of us closer together. I mean, we've been. We've known each other and everything, but it seems like it's the last two years that has just really amped up. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that and over those last two years, we've spent untold number of hours together, late nights. But it's just nights. because we enjoy being around each other. So it when you start spending time, when I started spending time around Edmondson, I use Edmondson for a moment because. It was different with Edmondson than with with McCoy. McCoy is my spiritual son. God told me to be a daddy to to McCoy. Uh, Edmondson was is my spiritual daughter's uh, husband, so I was spending time around him to spend time around her, and realized this dude's cool, and so <laughs> I I started enjoying my time around him, and found out i wanted to hang out with him a, a whole lot more so uh my my point in that is i didn't know that i liked edmondson mm-hmm. until i spent time with him the scripture says taste and see that the lord is good you're not going to know how much you enjoy that time with him till you start spending that's time good, with him good. That's good, and that's when good. you start spending that time with him you're going to get so wrapped up with who he is that You'll you'll turn around and say, "Has it really been two years?" And then at other times, you're going to say, "Has it not been a lifetime?" Yeah, it feels it feels it feels like a lot longer. I, it's funny y'all were saying that. I, I don't remember if it's last episode or if it was this episode. I was talking about somebody coming to me and asking for advice on 
on different things and I told them to set aside some time for the Lord. I told them that I said, I said, the when you do it, the first few times might seem a little weird, but after a little bit, you will realize how sweet that time gets and your time will start to increase without you even knowing it. You can say, you can say, well, I'm going to spend 10 minutes. Well, after three, three or four weeks, maybe one day you're going to be spending that time and you're going to check your phone. That's going to be 30, 45 mm-hmm. minutes. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to be like, well, that was nothing. That was nothing. And then you're going to say, well, now I can spend 45 minutes. You're going to spend 45 minutes. Next thing you know, you're going to check your phone one day and it's going to be, I've been with the Lord for three hours. And and it, I just really, just sitting here meditating, talking to him, praying. Uh, uh, there's a um, there's a natural, uh, physical uh, thing that, that um, happens if someone who uh, wants to gain weight but they don't have an appetite do you know how to get an, a physical appetite you make yourself eat hmm. go ahead and eat even though you, i don't really want to eat you you go ahead and eat and what happens is the the more you do that the more you, you your stomach stretches all this stuff starts happening and now you want that you start desiring that the same thing happens spiritually that if you pursue god if you pursue him you want him you really seek him then uh you start with what you can do okay i don't really want god right now but i want to want god so i'm going to spend some time pursuing him because i want to want him you know god will honor that god will honor that you say god i want to uh, I, I've known people, known a lot of people that did not want to be a, a, a holy person. They didn't desire that. But they would literally tell you, I, I wished I wanted that, but I just like to do what I like to do. Well, start trying to step out there and live holy for just a little bit. And after a while, you're like, my goodness, I can't, I can't stop wanting this. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, now we're really out of time. So uh, this has been really good, though. Everything we've said has been absolutely the Lord and and absolute truth. And uh, we hope that we've answered your question. You know who you are. And we hope that it's helped all you other listeners to hear how this question was answered. Now it's time for our final thoughts and and the practicality of it. So, uh, McCoy, what do you got on final thoughts? So I want to go back to the costing real quick because... We talk we talk about the cost and and but I can say that when every time that I've given up stuff that the Lord has asked me to that may have not been bad things, but that just needed that took my that much more attention. For example, I've had some really great friends over 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 the span of my life. There was a span of time, and Aaron can attest to this because I used to whine and complain to him all the time, where I had zero friends other than Aaron. But Aaron's my spiritual father. It's it is a it is a friendship in a sense, but me and Aaron are not not really friends. He's my spiritual father. He has a duty, just like your natural father has a duty to be your father and not your friend. It, there's a difference there. But I would complain to him so much that Aaron, I don't have friends. I don't have nobody I can talk to. Uh, I've given up my friendships with people because God needed me to go somewhere and He wanted me to grow, and I had to spend that time with Him. But then when I finally got to that place, the Lord. On the on the backside of sacrifice of the sacrifice of friends, the Lord sent me 
a Colton Edmondson who has been truly the greatest friend that I've ever had in my entire life. And I can say that because I, I counted the cost with the other people that I gave that up on, and I said I let them go. But still, the Lord had better plans for me. But I trusted him because I had that relationship with him that he had something better for me. So you do have to say you've got to count the cost on on can you really give up these things. And I didn't count the cost knowing that I would have this better thing. Because we're not promised a better thing when we let go. We, we're, good. we're only promised that we can grow closer with God. So That's powerful. My final thoughts is count the cost. If you really desire that relationship, you'll have it. You have that relationship that you desire right now, just like Aaron said. But mm-hmm. knowing, can I give this up and still know that there might not be a, a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow that's called sacrifice? It's wow, what you good. desire. Amen. Yeah. Uh, uh, Aaron, final thoughts? Um, my final thoughts about this would be um, taste and see that the Lord is good. Mm-hmm. Pursue Him. Um, and it, and once you start pursuing, it, it, all of this will start clicking and it'll start making sense. Um, but your relationship with God should be the most important thing. Uh, where you look at other religions, it was about actions, duties, things that things you know. You look at you look at all the other religions. There's something that that you're expected to do to show your your whatever to the religion. My uh, when when we look at Christianity, when we look at relationship with God, whether it's uh, Judaism or, or or Christianity. The, the reality of it is God created man to have a fellowship with him. Mm-hmm. That's really what you were designed for. So for you to really have that Christian faith, then you have to have had the Christian relationship. Mm-hmm. So That's pursue good. that relationship. Get to know God. He really wants to get to know you. And anyone that tells you that you can't know him like like uh, this doesn't know the scripture because the word says that he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Mm-hmm. So you can know him, get to know him. It's exciting. The one that asked this question is is literally it's it's a this question is a fruit of the fact that they are wanting that, desiring that anyway. And I'm saying let that desire drive you, and and when you feel full, eat more. Because this isn't like your physical body where you get obese. You'll get, um, the scripture says that the anointing destroys the yoke. When you look up that word anointing there, it actually means the fat. And so it means you've eaten so much that the that the yoke around you broke. So eat that relationship with him and it'll destroy your yoke. Wow, that's good. Uh, my final thoughts is going to be something that I don't really remember any of us uh, saying yet one of y'all might have and i might have missed it but it's something that y'all have heard us say through the first two seasons so many times and that is jesus is our supreme example he did not come just so you would not go to hell jesus came and did all he did suffered like he suffered lived like he lived so you would know and be able to have a relationship with father god 
That is why he came. And and I don't remember if any of us said that, but but it's something that I know y'all have heard us say. Jesus didn't just come, so you didn't go to hell. You can have the relationship like Jesus had. And so um, that'll conclude uh, Season 3, Episode 3. Uh, we hope that you've enjoyed it. We hope that it's helped you. And uh, thank y'all so much for being with us. Love y'all.